0: Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem, Shalom Bayesh number 241. Uh, we're going to talk about the principle number two, the second of the seven principles of making a marriage work by John Gottman. The first one that we discussed in the last two shiurim is about enhancing your love maps, which simply means to truly understand each other and to develop in having a deep knowledge of one another. And... um To understand each each of their likes and dislikes, yearnings, aspirations, and goals. And to really, as emotional, intelligent couples, that you could strive to be, to intimately be familiar with each other's world. Principle number two, which we're going to start discussing today, is to take that knowledge, take that information, and nurture your fondness and admiration towards your spouse. So we mentioned in one of the last two shiurim, about a particular doctor, a husband who's um, couldn't even remember uh, the names of his children's friends and basic details of his own family, um, and his wife for years put up with his work workaholism, and um, and it wasn't such a good marriage because of that. And what happened was, he continues the story, that a turning point in the relationship took place where one year uh, on a, one of these holidays, whatever, the doctor husband was working and the wife decided to pack a picnic with the kids and surprise her husband at the hospital. And and they as they... Um, Together in the waiting room, the doctor, the husband, was very upset. He said he resents her surprising him. It's embarrassing, and so on. And he was she he was upset at her. And then what happens is a resident called, her doctor picks up the phone, and all of a sudden the wife sees his face softens, and his voice becomes helpful and warm and friendly. And as soon as he hung up and turned back to his wife, his face again was full of anger. And something snapped in his wife when when she saw this because she realized that her husband is capable of being kind, capable of being warm, but not towards her. Packed up the picnic, went home, and after a while... You know, she started going out without him. He asked for a divorce. And they went to um, John Gottman and crew um, as a last-ditch effort to try to save their marriage. And they decided, you know, they agreed to be taped in his laboratory and, and his. they made a TV segment of it. And what they did was is um they interviewed the husband and wife about their early years together and the doctor described their first date and he his face lit up and he remembered about how he was um working towards winning her over and the wife hearing this it warmed her up it uh, realizing how much he really cared about her and um the the, the fondness of those memories were evidence that underneath the antagonism and underneath his workaholism and underneath um, all the tension and the neglect that was going on, they retained some fundamental basic sense of each other being worthy of each other, of being respected and even liked. And what a couple needs to know and understand that even if there's many bumps in the road with many arguments, many personality clashes, and and many difficulties, but if there's still a functioning beneath the surface, if there's a functioning fondness and uh, admiration, the marriage can be saved. It's salvageable, and it could even thrive. And with this particular couple, which was really a real troubled marriage, he was a workaholic and very inattentive, uh, and it didn't go that easy. But over a two-year period, with the help of a therapist, and they used the techniques that John Gottman describes, these seven principles, which were in principle number two now, and through these principles, work through unearthing and developing and bringing out positive feelings towards, towards one another, And that worked in saving their marriage. And ultimately what happened is, over time, is that the husband, the workaholic, revised his work schedule. And he trained the resident in the hospital to take over a lot of the hospital work that he used to be doing single-handedly. He began to eat supper every night with his wife and children. And they went out in the evenings And so despite that agmas nefesh and that real rough patch of many, many years between each other, they save their marriage and work through it. So both fondness and admiration are two crucial elements in a rewarding marriage. And very often, you know, as crazy that it could drive you crazy about your spouse's personality flaws, ultimately, if behind it and deep down they feel and they're convinced that their husband or their wife that they married is worthy of honor, worthy of respect and to cherish one another, then ultimately it'll overcome the negative feelings that they feel about each other. And their marriage could be saved and even grow to a great extent. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, the antagonism hits such a point where it spreads backwards in time and it destroys all their positive memories of one another. And that's very, very sad when that happens. And um, sometimes, you know, it's hard to salvage a marriage when that takes place. But the bottom line is, and he says this, that 94% of the time, if couples put a positive spin on their marriage history, that despite the bumps in their roads, they see positive aspects in their marriage, they will more likely to have a happy future together. Well, if they distort happy men mem- memories, then that's a sign that the marriage does need a lot of help. So in other words, what happens is when, when marriages are failing, Sometimes even good memories in the past are reinterpreted to be negative when really they were good memories. And um, so that's a very important thing to know that very often there was fondness and admiration in the earlier years that could be rebuilt. And even if you had a marriage where there wasn't that much of that, then it could be built now. It could be built and developed, and he talks also about the opposite of contempt, what he calls the anecdote to contempt, because contempt is one of those things that could really hurt marriages very much. The opposite of contempt, and to reverse that trend, is to realize that people who are happily married like each other. Because if they didn't like each other, they wouldn't be happily married. Now, fondness and admiration can be fragile, he says, unless you remain aware of how crucial they are to a friendship that is, a good, that is the core of any marriage. So it's basically a priority. You need to choose to make a decision to develop fondness and admiration to, towards one another to remind yourself of your spouse's positive qualities even if there are some things about your spouse's personality that's driving you crazy and you're grappling with each other's flaws and they bother you a lot. But nevertheless, if despite that you also remind yourself of the positive qualities that your husband or wife has, that can prevent a happy marriage from deteriorating Because, like he says, and this is a big aside, fondness and admiration is the anecdote of contempt. It's the opposite of contempt. If you maintain a sense of respect for your spouse, even when there's bumps in the road, and even if you're both terribly annoyed at each other about a particular incident or about a certain aspect in your behaviors towards each other, But ultimately, if deep behind that, despite that, that needs working and correcting. But if you maintain a sense of respect for your spouse, then you're less likely to act disgusted with him or her when you disagree with them. And the more fondness and aberration you develop, it'll prevent you from falling into what we spoke about in earlier Shiorim, about those four Horseman that he called it, which is criticism and contempt and defensiveness and stonewalling, flooding and all these things that we discussed in the past. The fondness and admiration will help that be overcome. And the key to reinvigorating this fondness and admiration is to develop the habits of scanning in your mind and your heart and to pay attention to the qualities and actions that you can appreciate about your husband and, and your wife. Doesn't mean you're unrealistic. Doesn't mean you can't disagree. We talked about in the past where you could be very open about what you're upset about. We talked about in the past how you could, quote-unquote, complain but with, but not criticize. So you, if you're not happy about something, you can express it, and you express it in a You know, respectful way. And if you are upset, you could acknowledge you're upset. That's perfectly fine. We talked about that. And that's okay. But ultimately, with all of this, nevertheless, underlying it is a fondness and admiration of scanning qualities and actions that you can appreciate about your spouse. And you look for these small, everyday moments. You try to catch your husband or wife doing the right thing. You know, you always we're always focused on the negative. We're always focused on trying to catch them doing the wrong thing. What about trying to catch them doing the right thing? And then when you catch them doing the right thing, you offer a genuine appreciation. I love the way you handled this today. Thank you for making my sister welcome here when she came as a guest for Shabbos You know, you look very, very nice today. Things like that. And sometimes couples don't search for gratitude for their spouse's positive behavior because they feel it's phony or you're sugarcoating things. But it's not about sugarcoating things. It's not about pretending. It's about being more realistic Meaning, yes, we acknowledge to each other we're very different and we sometimes could get on each other's nerves and we sometimes have things that we need to work out. But despite that fact, we do see realistically, realistically, positive actions that you witness in your husband and in your wife that's worthy of mentioning and complimenting and praising each other for. And it's fascinating. They did a subject, they did a study where trained observers watched couples. And then they watched couples interact, and they also asked the spouses themselves to sense their own positive reactions that they had towards their spouse. So, and then the researchers compared the scores the couples gave themselves versus the objective observers and this is what they found. They discovered that couples who describe themselves as unhappily married, if they view themselves as being not happily married, they'll only notice half of the positive interactions that actually occurred. They won't see the other half. Which means, let's say, as an example, there were 100 positive actions that the objective observers saw in, let's say, an interaction of a couple that they watched for 3-4 hours and the observers, the objective observers, saw a hundred positive points, a hundred positive interactions, the couple themselves that view themselves as being not happily married, they'll only see 50 of the hundred positive interactions. So in other words, what's actually happening is that you have a marriage where if they view themselves between themselves, we're not a happy couple, we don't get along, we're not the way we're supposed to be, we're in, the, in a bad place, we're in a negative place, then what happens is, is that when the, even when there is a lot of positive trans- interactions, they get overlooked or discarded and not even realized. So in other words, very often, you may think you're very unhappily married, but it's really your choice. You're, you're blinding yourself from seeing a lot of good things that are indeed going on. It's, it's covering up what actually is. It's a fascinating concept and it is very true. While if you think of yourselves as good people and working towards a happy marriage and a deep friendship, then you will be more attuned to actually noticing the positive qualities that take place. So very often in a marriage that is claimed to be unhappy is not because there's no or very little positive things going on. Could be there's a lot of positive things going on, but they're overlooked. They're discarded. They're overlooked. They're taken for granted or disparaged, when in reality they're good positive things that could be built on, building blocks, while if you shift your focus and say, my wife, my husband is a good person, we can build on each other, and we could develop a fondness, develop an admiration to one another, then you'll become, see, notice more the actual positive interactions that are taking place, recognizing them and appreciating them and growing from them. We will continue on this subject, Hashem, in the upcoming share.